Good evening, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes, Jason B. So I'm Friday night. I'm home alone, no kids, and so on. So I kind of got inspired to do this. Um, I want to read maybe on Friday nights excerpts out of the book called The Alchemist by uh, Pablo Coelho. He's a very amazing writer. I have listened to this book and read it twice. I well read it twice and listened to it countless times, and I never get sick of it. There are so many people that um that have read it, been inspired by it. It's a book for the whole family. It's not just isolated to um to one particular genre. It is fiction, and it has many hidden lessons in it. Believe it or not. So if you have not had the opportunity or the pleasure to read The Alchemist. Um, I'll read some out of it every Friday or every week. I'm not going to read the whole thing but um, to you because I do worry about copyrights. I'm not trying to make any money. I'm not seeking permission from the writer to record reading some of this but I don't plan on reading the whole thing just a few pages here at a time and um, kind of give you the idea of the story you know and maybe it might inspire you maybe it might help your life I don't know but um, let's get started so chapter one the boy's name was Santiago dusk was falling on the boy arrived in his herd an abandoned church the roof had fallen long ago, an enormous sycamore grown on the spot where the scarcity or no sacristy had once stood. He decided to spend the night there. He saw to it all the sheep entered through the run, ruined gate, then laid some planks across it to prevent the flock from wandering away during the night. There were no wolves in the region, but once an animal had strayed during the night and the boy had to go spend the entire next day searching for it. He swept the floor with his jacket and laid it down using the book he had just finished reading as a pillow. He told himself that he would have to start reading the thicker books. They lasted longer and made more comfortable pillows. It was still dark when he woke, and looking up, he could see the stars through half the de- half the destroyed roof. I wanted to sleep a little longer, he thought. He had the same dream the night that night as a week ago, and once again he awakened before it ended. He arose and taking up the crook began the awaken. Wait, crook, and began to awaken the sheep that still slept. He had noticed that soon as he woke, most of the animals also began to stir. It was as if some mystery, mysterious energy bound his life to that of the sheep with whom he had spent the past two years, leading them through the courtyard in search of food and water. They're so used to, 
used to me that they know my schedule, he muttered. Thinking about this moment, he realized it could be the other way around, that it was he who become accustomed to their schedule. But there were certain of them who took a bit longer to awaken. The boy prodded them one by one with his crock, calling each by name. He had always believed that the sheep were able to understand what he said. So there were times when he had read the parts of his book that had made an impression on him, or when would tell them of the loneliness or the happiness of the shepherd in the fields. Sometimes he would comment to them on the things that he had seen in the villages they passed. But for the past few days, he had spoken to them about only one thing, the girl. The daughter of the merchant who lived in the village, they would reach in about four days. He had been to the village and only once the year before. The merchant had a proprietor of a dry goods shop, and he always demanded that the sheep be sheared in his presence so that he would not be cheated. A friend had told the boy about the shop, and he had taken his sheep there. I need to sell them some wool, the boy told the merchant. The shop was busy, and the man asked the shepherd to wait until the afternoon. So the boy sat in the steps on the shop and took a book of his book from his bag. I didn't know the shepherds knew how to read, said a girl's voice behind him. The girl was a typical of the region, Andalusia, with a flowing black hair and eyes of vaguely recalled a Moorish conqueror's. Well, usually I learned more from my sheep than from books, he answered. During the two hours that they talked, she told him she was a merchant's daughter and spoke of a life in the village where each day was all like all the others. The shepherd told her that Andalusia, Sian's countryside and related to news from the other towns where he had stopped. It was pleasant in change from taking his sheep, talking to his sheep, excuse me. How did you learn to read? The girl asked at one point. Like everybody learns, he said, in school. Well, if you know how to read, why aren't you just, a, why are you just a shepherd? The boy mumbled an answer that allowed him to avoid responding to her question. He was sure sure the girl would never understand. He went on telling the stories about his travels and his bright Moorish eyes went wide with fear and surprise. As time passed, the boy found himself wishing that the day would never end, that her father would stay busy and keep him waiting for three days. He recognized that he was in a, he was feeling something he had never experienced before, the desire to live in one place forever. With the girl with the raven hair, his days would never be the same again. But finally a merchant appeared and he asked the boy to shear four sheep. He paid for the wool 
and asked the shepherd to come back the following year. And now it's only four days before the, that it, he would be back in the same village. He was excited and at the same time uneasy. Maybe the girl had already forgotten him. Lots of shepherds passed through, selling their wool. It doesn't matter, he said to the sheep. I know other girls in other places. But in his heart, he knew that it did not matter. And he knew that the shepherds, like seamen, like traveling salesmen, always found a town where there is someone who can make them forget the joys of carefree wandering. The day was dawning, and the shepherd urged his sheep in a direction of the sun. They never have to make any decisions, he thought. Maybe that's why they always stay so close to me. The only thing that concerns the sheep were food and water, and as long as the boy knew how to find best pastures of Anlacia, they would be in his friends. Yes, their days were all the same, with seemingly endless hours between sunrise and dusk. They had never re read a book in their young lives and didn't understand when the boy told them about the sights of the cities. They were content with just food and water. In exchange, they generously gave their wool, their company, and once in a while, their meat. If I become a monster today and decide to kill them one by one, they would become aware of only after most of the flock had been slaughtered, through, thought the boy. They trust me and they've gotten how to rely on their own instincts because I've learned to nourish, nourishment. I've had to lead them to nourishment. I'm going to stop here. And I read up to a few pages. And so, just to give you a little insight, um, I can't really tell what time of the century or maybe the past centuries that this took place. In my imagination, I, I believe that this was like, I don't know, maybe 500 AD, maybe, well, probably later if he talks about the Moorish, the Moors, so it'd have to be in the 1700s, you know, uh, or 1600s, or even 1400s, uh, yeah, it's me knowing my history, but Santiago, like most of us, you know, we has a curiosity and that's one of the wonderful things about him. He doesn't hold too much judgment. But he does get a few lures here and there where he is lured into things that he's never known before. And a shepherd in those times, they wandered the countryside. They, they never knew what they were going to eat. And they never stayed in one place kind of not it's not like here in the united states where most people on farms they have them all fenced in you know distinctly whose property it is so i think it's kind of interesting that 
the writer, um, he explains a little bit about the times, you know, in the book. And I'm going to read more of it another day. But I did, I do stutter when I read sometimes. It's just a natural habit of mine. And sometimes I can flow well. So forgive me for my mispronunciations. Anyhow, so if you haven't read The Alchemist, I highly suggest you take an opportunity to do so. Well, thank you for listening to Good Vice Jason B. You have a great Friday night. So here's a reading from The Alchemist by Pablo Coelho. It's about page 16, 17, and 18, and I'll just read a little bit. The shepherd swore he would, he would. The old woman asked him to swear again while looking at the image of the sacred heart of Jesus. It's a dream in the language of the world, she said. I can interpret it, but the interpretation is very difficult. That's why I feel that I deserve part of what you find. And that is the interpretation. You must go to the pyramids of Egypt. I've never heard of them. If it, were, if it was a child who showed me the, them to you, you, they exist. There you will find a treasure that will make you a rich man. The boy was surprised and irritated. He didn't need to seek out the old woman for this. But then he, he remembered he wasn't going to have to pay anything. I didn't need to waste my time just for this, he said. I told you in your dream was diff- a difficult one. It's the simple things in life that are the most extraordinary. Extraordinary. Only wise men are able to understand them. And since I am not wise, I have had to learn other arts such as reading palms. Well, how am I going to get to Egypt? I only interpret dreams. I don't know how to turn them into reality. That's why I have to live off of what my daughters provide me with. And what if I never get to Egypt? Then I don't get paid. It wouldn't be the first time. And the woman told the boy to leave, saying she had already wasted too much time with him. So the boy was disappointed, and he decided he would never again believe in dreams. Remember that he had a number of things he had to take care of? He went to the market for something to eat. He traded his book for one that was thicker, and he found in a bench in a plaza where he could sample the new wine he bought. The day was hot and the wine was refreshing. The sheep were at the gates of the city in the stable that belonged to a friend. The boy knew a lot of people in the city. That was what made traveling appear to him, appeal to him. He always made new friends and he didn't need to spend all of his time with them. When someone sees the same people every day, 
as had happened with him in the seminary, they wind up becoming part of them. That's person's life. And then they want the person to change. If someone isn't what others want them to be, the others become angry. Everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives, but none about his or her own. He decided to wait until the sun had sunk a bit lower in the sky before following the flock back into the fields. Three days from now, he would be with the merchant's daughter. He started to read the book he had bought. One very one on the ver- very first page, it described the burial ceremony, and the names of the people involved were very difficult to pronounce. If he ever wrote a book, he thought he would present one person at a time, and so that the reader would have to worry about memori- wouldn't have to worry about memorizing a lot of names. When he was finally able to concentrate on what was reading, he was reading. He liked the book better. The burial was a snowy day, and he welcomed the feeling of being old. As he read on, an old man sat down in his, by, at his side and tried to strike up a conversation. What are you doing? The old man asked, pointing at the people in the plaza. Working, the boy answered, drearily making it look as if he wanted to concentrate on his reading. Actually, he was thinking about shearing the sheep in front of the merchant's daughter so that she could see that he was someone who was capable of difficult things. He had already imagined the scene many times, and every time the girl became fascinated when he explained that sheep had to be sheared from the back to the front. He also remembered some good stories to relate as he sheared the sheep. Most of them he had read in books, but he would tell them as if they were from a personal experience. She would never know the difference because she didn't know how to read. Meanwhile, the old woman persisted in his attempt. Meanwhile, the old man persisted in his attempt to strike up a conversation. He said he was tired and thirsty and asked if he might have a sip of the boy's wine. And we're going to stop here. So, I think it's important to uh, recognize the old woman because in the story, Diego, you know, he's promising... He's got this vision he's got to follow through and this woman to get paid for her services she told him hey you got to give me one tenth of your fortune one tenth most people don't even know what that is nowadays in increments but it made me think it's kind of like if I ever greet great fortunes there's been people around me who want to tag along well that's the reading from the alchemist in chapter one still you all have a great night